Accelerating Careers in Real Estate with Nick Carman. Brought to you by McDonald & Company. So today, I wanted to look back over the course of the last 12 months of episodes and renew and remind anyone who's tuned into the pod over the course of the last three years. And I hope to remind you of the why and the what I've been learning from these interviews so far. So back in 2020, I set out to explore and test a theory I'd built up as a recruiter in real estate and honed over a course of more than a thousand interviews of real estate professionals. Now that is that all these careers have the same milestones. They all begin in an acceleration phase, they're learning, they're soaking up information quickly and adapting to a new environment. Now this pace of learning inevitably slows as we become more proficient in our daily tasks and often some of these new responsibilities we pick up from this learning, from these periods of of acceleration, tend to erode our time and tend to erode our ability then to invest in developing ourselves and we move into a period of consolidation. Now to many of us, this period is one of feeling comfy. It's often attracting some internal or external plaudits for what we've been able to achieve. And it's a positive step. But really interestingly, to many of the guests who I get to interview, describe this as a feeling and about this phase as saying they feel frustrated and bored and they crave a return back to that period of acceleration and learning. So they need to do something about this. They need a spark, a catalyst to relaunch this growth period. And typically, this is a period of creating or evaluating opportunities many of us consider out of reach. So whilst all of our careers have to say on milestones, the guests on this pod works with these milestones like gears. They do it more proficiently, more frequently than the rest of us. But I hope by sharing their stories, we can all learn from this and move our own careers up a couple of gears. So let's see what I've learned from the cohort of 2022 to 2023. So everyone in their careers experience periodic acceleration, growth caused by learning. However, the guests on the pod managed to extend these learning phases and reap much greater benefits to their career trajectory as a consequence. One such guest was Nick Cuff, who's the Chief Commercial Officer of Pocket Living, and in this snippet talks about the importance of having passion for what you do. If you if you believe in something and you're passionate about something, it can make up for a multitude of other challenges and it can propel you to to do really tenacious things. The greatest risk to all our learning curve is being tempted to let those plaudits, those celebratory packs on the backs, knock us off track and dampen our appetite to extend this period of learning. Now, Ed Erlingson, founder of multifamily developer Package Living, has a very, very clear view on this and how to stay focused on the long-term plan. I think there's a moment you find which is which is great and then once you've done that, it's about, okay, well, we start again tomorrow, right? It's been a great evening. We also celebrate. We've done this. And then we begin again tomorrow. But inevitably, these periods of learning must slow and you enter the second phase of consolidation. Putting these lessons into practice, what our guests do so much better than many of us is they're aware of when that pace of learning changes and be willing to be able to do something about it. 
In this next clip, Jenny Gardner, Head of Development and Construction for the Life Science Powerhouse Arc, explains for her the learning slowed when she realised the same drivers no longer worked and made her question the whole career plan. Moment where I thought maybe I maybe I'm not as ambitious as I thought I was. Maybe I'm not that person. I had a bit of uh, sort of a, an identity crisis, and and it was scary to be honest. I was like, this person that I've been for for as long as I, my entire life, all of a sudden, do I do I really want that, or or should I be reevaluating, you know, my drivers and and my my success markers? And you know, I'll say that they came back. It was it was a temporary blip if you will, but uh, I certainly am fully back into the ambitious mode and, and see myself moving forward in a, in a big way, leaps and bounds. However, like the, and I do intend to make money, but I no longer think that I, that I need to be the ultra wealthy. It's not, that's not the primary driver for me these days, because I, like I mentioned before, I'm so engaged in this industry. It's how much of an impact can I make on this industry how much of a, a change can I make in my own way? And, you know, what, what is my legacy? Is it buildings? Is it master plans? Is it uh, the strategy of, of Harwell and, and, you know, the future of, of this giant thriving machine of a, of a campus? Or is it, you know, the, the, the health and, and, and prosperity of ARC, the, the entity or, or future or, or other, you know, or some other um, future endeavor, but it's much more holistic and, and and I guess more fuzzy than it used to be. There's no longer a double my salary every five years motivator. <laughs> and I no longer need a castle in the sky, um, but it's much more about what impact I can have in, in, in real life and, and you know, what, I can, what I can tell my children someday besides mommy made a bunch of money um, <laughs> and, and something that I can be proud of, to be honest. Dr. Catherine Sandler, founder of one of the leading coaching institutions, has some very, very good practical advice for how to spot the period of your career phases you're in. And from this provides a great springboard to what might be a clue to the catalyst you might need in the next phase. So, you know, really thinking back to times when you had a personal best, you did something that you felt proud of and made a difference can help you First of all, realize, well, it's not like that now, so I do need to do something. But it can also kind of get you back there and get you motivated enough to start thinking, okay, what what is my next opportunity? What is there in my current organization? If there isn't anything, can I look outside? Do I want to look outside? Or do I want to try and be creative internally and see if there's something else that I could be busy doing that isn't in my job description, but that I would enjoy. How our guests deal with setbacks is often a regular occurrence, an important skill we can all learn from. Starting with Tom Pocock, Managing Director of Barclay Group, explains the feelings we had during his first opportunity as a Managing Director in the group. I think the biggest lesson I learned there was that I was probably not quite ready for that role. Um, (laughs) It's a very, being an MD of of any business is challenging. You know, you don't don't get there if if you're not that. But having the experience to know where you should be spending your time and what you should be doing is probably the, the, the biggest point I took away from that because I just didn't know where to spend my time. 
I'd be working silly hours, but actually probably not achieving as much as I would now looking, you know, with, with my experience I've got now. And at the same time, I think we had our first child, which, you know, added pressure from home life. My wife was fantastic. She stopped working and, you know, looked after, you know, looked after everything at home. So um, I don't think I could have done it without that. Um, but, and it, and it was, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, like an, it was a really steep learning curve, a really, really steep learning curve. Um, it, it was, it was, it was fun, but I, I kind of, I knew that it wasn't probably going as well as I would like it to have gone. And sometimes the stars just don't seem to align. As Richard Bourne, managing director of Martin's Property, explains, when the biggest deal of his career appeared to quite literally go up in flames. Uh, In nine months, we'd had it done and I'd had it under offer to sell. And I remember showing my chairman around, uh, who's one of the, he's the senior, obviously, shareholder at RA Group. And he said, um, he said, God, you're, you're in danger of starting uh, your career at RA with a bang. Little did he know what the, what he was about to uh, to find. So, yeah, we'd had it under offer on, it's due to exchange on a Friday. I remember this, I mean, like, like yesterday. And unfortunately, the chaps who were, were signing the documents were, I think, at a lunch on the Friday afternoon. So we didn't get it signed. And we had a meeting lined up at 10 o'clock on Monday morning to uh with the lawyers and all the secretaries to get the the sale completed and it would have been the biggest the biggest sale and the biggest profit in the company history let alone on one asset it was it was huge for the business but at i think 601 on sunday morning bunsfield oil depot decided to blow up and um uh, hemel one was approximately i think well it was within 100 meters of the epicenter of the explosion so um the building was uh, was a little bit lighter after that One of the parts of my recordings I most look forward to, no matter my guest, is when that guest reaches these big milestone moments, when they're presented with an opportunity to break out of this consolidation zone. How do they evaluate those opportunities, which so many of us would just let us pass by, to so many of us would just seem completely improbable? Well, Giles Pendleton, Executive Director of Development and Chief Proponent of the line, part of the NEOM Master Plan, tells the story of how he made that decision on a flight between Saudi Arabia and Johannesburg. You know, one day got a phone call that said, uh, you know, I'm calling you from Saudi Arabia. Have you have you heard of a thing called NEOM? And I went, yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't really paid attention. And then they said, have you heard of the line? And I went, yeah, that's a crazy scheme. Uh, that's never going to work. And they said, well, We'd like to talk to you about it, and I said, "Okay, then talk." But I, but I'm happy. I mean, I'm 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 in a great space. I've got a, and you know, in 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 attack. My home was two kilometers from from my office. My kids went to school in this state. I mean, I lived in like a five kilometer radius bubble. I didn't really need to leave. It was so my life was so easy. And um, they said, "Look, come over to 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 Saudi and have a look at what we're doing. We think your background and you know what you've done and from um, our research and accounts, your your determination and motivation to not accept no is something I think we could do with uh, where we are. So I, I said, no problem. I flew over and 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 met the team and saw it and went, oh my God, this is this is nuts. But they are assembling the greatest minds and team in the world. And if they think I'm part of that team, you know, that that's that's pretty cool. I I quite like this and. I had a long think about it on the flight back to back to Johannesburg, and um, 
then they called me up and said, what do you think? And I said, look, I think it's absolutely insane. I, it, it sounds undoable and therefore I'm extremely interested <laughs> because um, almost like hold my beer, let's, uh, let me have a bash at this because it really looks like something that, um, and if you look at the caliber of the people that work at Neom and, and on the line, um, they have gone and assembled, you know, sort of the best of the best. So I said to my wife, you're up for another move? And she said, you know what? <laughs> um, we've done five or six. Uh, just pack the kids and the dog up and let's go. So thank you for listening to this special episode. Thank you for continuing to support the pod with your messages of feedback and suggestions for guests. If I could ask a favour, is if you haven't done so already, is on the app you're currently listening to on this pod, please leave a five-star review. It means the world not only to me, but also how this pod can reach new listeners and new areas of our industry and really broaden our reach so that we can continue doing this, continue to keep coming up each fortnight with a brand new inspirational guest and be able to share their learning across a global real estate industry. So thank you again. <laughs>